Have you ever bought anything that was fake before? Like you bought something that, that you thought was real. Like I'm not talking about a market somewhere, you know. I've bought so many fake things from markets in the past. But you know, like a real thing that you were like, this is going to be awesome, but then it turned out to be fake. Who's ever bought one of those? All right. Apple did. Apple did. Last year, two men were charged with returning to Apple 1,493 iPhones that they said wouldn't turn on. And Apple replaced them with new, real iPhones. It cost Apple 896,000 US dollars. What is going on there, guys? Like, if Apple can't tell a real iPhone from a fake, like, what is going on there, right? Sometimes it's really hard to tell a fake thing from a real thing, right? A few months ago, we bought a jumper for my son Tom. We're online, we're checking it out. It's like, oh, this is a pretty good price. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you think, oh, that's a pretty good price online, just triple check everything, right? And it was a Stussy jumper, a little genuine, really good price. Uh, and it turned up in the mail and it was a fake. You know, like the fabric was all terrible and the, you know, the, the print on it was like, dodgy and it was like three sizes too small and Tom's like I can't wear this what's going on and we're like okay we'll call them up so we called them up and we're like hey we're gonna need a refund and they're like oh yeah and they explained their refund process it was so complicated it was like so time consuming so complicated we still haven't got around to it right ain't nobody got time for that right I was like yeah as if some stuff in life is fake We've been looking at John 15 for a while now, looking at this concept of abiding in Christ, uh, to dwell with God. And it's been about our relationship with Him. It's been so good. And this is what we've really needed in this year, is just to let's focus on our walk, on our daily walk with Jesus. It's been such a good thing. Uh, So I'm going to read the first verse out. This is John 15, just verse 1. And it says this. This is Jesus talking. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. So the father is the one who keeps us supported and structured and helps us to be pruned and in line so that we're bearing fruit. The father is the gardener. The father's the one who who keeps us there, right? Who helps us and, and, and enables us to be supported and to bear the fruit that we need. And Jesus is like, I am the true vine. And the thing is that if there's a true vine, then there's going to be a whole bunch of fake vines, going to be a whole bunch of things that we do to try and get the thing that only Jesus can supply. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, we pray right now that you'd open our ears, you'd open our eyes, that you'd help us to see what it is you're saying to us. And God, help us to want you and desire you and draw near to you more than anything else in this world. Because Jesus, you are the real deal. You are our Savior, Lord, friend, healer, hope giver. We bless you, Jesus. And we thank you for what you're going to speak today. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, I mean, hasn't this year been crazy? So many people have said so many things about 2020, you know. Uh, I think it's like just been like a bit of everything. It's just been a little bit of like everything. Just, you know, a little bit of, little bit of hope, a little bit of, you know, a bit of sadness, a bit of frustration, isolation, so much going on. I just can't wait to, to be together as one church, right? That's going to be so good to all come together. Yeah, right? You guys looking forward to that? Like the whole family coming together every single... I can't wait. It's going to be so good. But like in this same year, certain things have like spiked way off the charts. Things like fear, like worry, like anxiety, like depression. These things have just spiked way off the charts. And I want to ask you this awkward question. What have you been turning to to alleviate your stress? What is your go-to? Because what we often turn to, to to bring us a bit of relief is often not what is best, right? You know? So how do we make sure that we're getting actual peace and not something fake? Not like a, just a temporary reprieve, but the real peace that only Jesus can supply. If you're writing notes, write this down. Number one, we need to identify the fake. Identify the fake, right? You know, like, you know how it is? You've had a massive day and you walk in from work and you're like, oh, oh my goodness. And you know, you've been at work or you've been just with, with all the children, you know, and you walk in and you, you turn to your spouse or your cat or your mom or your houseplants or whatever. And you walk in and you're just like, man, I could really go with her. What do you say after that? Or you come in and you're like, I just need to really, what do you say after that? What's your go-to? Is it, a, is it on a screen? Is it in a bottle? Is it normally found down the confectionery aisle at Coles? Because that, that, that's a bit of me, right? Is it on a page? Is it a substance? Is it found in nature? Is it purely on social media? Like, what is it that you say, I really need to just... Because whatever it is, unless it's Jesus, it's not giving you peace. It's just giving you relief. And sure, right, I mean, sometimes that's what you want. Sometimes you need a bit of relief. You're like, I just need some downtime. The day has been crazy. The kids, oh, just I have to peel them off my leg like a hundred times today or whatever it is, you know, or the boss. I don't know. I had to peel the boss off or whatever, you know. Sometimes you just feel like I need a break, you know, and so it's good. You, you, You grab a glass of wine, you sit and watch some Netflix. That's cool. But let's not fool ourselves and call that peace. If there's a true vine, then there's fake vines. Like right behind me, I don't know if you can see it, but there's some plants over here. See these plants over here? Totally fake. (laughs) Completely fake. I don't even think that this is real dirt. No, see, completely fake. Nobody, does anybody water those? No one would water them because the water would just run. No one tends to these plants. You know, I don't, do we even dust them? Is that part of the cleaning contract to dust the plants? I'm not even sure of that. They are completely, they look good. They look nice. They make the room seem kind of homely and all oh, so good, but they're completely fake. 
And that's the thing with fake plans and fake things. Well, they're, they're easy to clean. They look good. They're low maintenance. They make the place feel nice. But you know what? From a distance, you can't tell they're fake. Sometimes it's hard to tell what's real and what's fake because from a distance, they look the same. But up close, up close, it's a different story. Up close, you, you go, oh, that's, that's super plastic. That's so fake. And ultimately, with a fake plant, there's, there's no life, right? There's no flow of life in a fake plant. Plastic doesn't flow life very well. There's no, there's no growth in a fake plant plant there's no oxygen production there's no fruit there's no cleaning the air there's no whatever else it is the plants do right all you gardeners out there you're like this guy he needs some education yeah all right fair cool it's a little bit the same with our search for peace our search for comfort our search for rest you know, and from a distance going to the beach, that looks like, oh, that's going to give us some great peace. That's going to give us, oh, it's going to be so good. And then you, you go to the beach and you, and you come home and you, your soul is still anxious. You've had a break, but you haven't had rest. Anything else is a poor replacement for Jesus. Right? It might be, it might be good. It might be what you what you want and what you need at the time, but it's, let, let's, let's not fool ourselves and call it Jesus. Let's not fool ourselves and call it true peace and true rest. Fake plants don't do anything. They're just going to sit there. And, you know, they're, they're, they're unattended. You know, they're unchallenged. You know, they just need someone to dust them every now and then, maybe once a year. Maybe you'll look on another video of ours in six months' time and you'll be like, yeah, the, the plants really need a dusting today, you know? And that's the thing. All of the fake sources of peace will go unchallenged in our lives if we let them. So inspect your vines. Inspect your vines. Inspect what you are turning to to get peace. I think Pastor Janet said it earlier, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. No one else is the Prince of Peace. Relief is not the same as rest. Relief is not the same as true rest. Getting a break is not the same as, as receiving true peace from the source, which is Jesus fake vines they're not going to provide the, the the life that you need the peace that you're seeking they're not going to provide the intimacy with God the, the closeness that you are yearning for the rest that your soul needs and when you turn to a Jesus replacement it's it doesn't give God the opportunity to touch your life and it doesn't give you the opportunity to grow up in your faith to turn to him to to receive something that only he can provide You can turn to a bottle or you can turn to Jesus. They're not the same thing. Can I make this next statement like really super, super clear? True peace only flows from the true vine. Everything else will just leave you lacking. 
everything else. You know, you turn to, I, I, I love my Xbox, but I don't feel more at peace after it. Sometimes I feel worse because they had a terrible round on Battlefield or whatever it was. And I'll come off going, oh, whatever. And what I turned to for the peace didn't give me the thing that I wanted. And now I'm in a worse state than what I was before. Only Jesus can give us true peace, true rest for our soul. That's point number two, is that Jesus is the true vine. I love later on in the passage, uh, Jesus says this in uh, chapter 16, verse 33. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Like that's so clear, right? There's no one like Jesus. There's no substitute that will, that will match. There's nothing like Jesus, no one like Jesus. Jesus is the only one who can give us the peace that we crave. Religion is a terrible substitute for Jesus. Anything the world offers cannot substitute for the true life and peace and rest and comfort and strength that only Jesus provides us with. Like a fake vine, you know? You guys see those bubble heads in the cars? You know, that, you know, bubble heads? Have you ever seen those Jesus bubble heads? You know, imagine driving at 180 down the freeway with a Jesus bubble head and you're like, no, 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 I'm blessed. <laughs> no, no, I'm protected. I'm safe, right? Why? Because you've got a Jesus bubble head on the dashboard of your car? That doesn't do anything. Yeah. It's like having fake vines in your life and going, no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm at peace. They don't provide you with the one source that only Jesus can give you. There's no life in a plastic plant, no fruit. I mean, 2020, the way I've been able to describe 2020 is like a year-long storm. It's like a storm that lasted a year. You know what Jesus did in a storm? He slept. He was asleep in the storm. I love this story of Jesus. I think this is one of the greatest stories in the Bible. You know, there's a life-threatening storm going on and the disciples are like, what is going on? There's water coming over the boat. Where is Jesus? Oh my God, where is Jesus? And someone goes, he's asleep in the front of the boat. And like, how is he asleep? What is happening right now? And they go and get Jesus and Jesus is like, guys, guys, really? Be quiet, be still. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> you and I can almost kind of carry a cushion throughout life. And no matter what storm hits us, we're like, it's all right. I'm connected to the source. I'm taking a nap. I'm going to start carrying a cushion around with me at all times. Naps in the middle of the day. What do you reckon? Hey, some of the best leader gurus in the world do that. All right, anyway, we'll move on. Like stress, it's just a natural byproduct of living. Just that's it, just living. If you woke up today, you had an opportunity to get stressed, to worry about something. You know, sometimes you wake up and all of the, all of the stresses of the day are waiting for you to open your eyes. It's like, what are we going to think about first? What are we going to worry about first? Is it money today? Is it the kids? Is it the parents? Is it your health? Is it finances? Is it what is going on? You know, sometimes it's all just banked up and it feels like it's just waiting for you. 
hate that. Most of the time we live with this low-grade anxiety kind of bubbling underneath the surface, kind of gurgling away underneath the surface at all times. But here's the deal. When you turn to Jesus, there's like a transaction that happens. Something takes place. And we, and we don't turn to, to Jesus just to get it, but it's like this transaction that takes place in the midst of relationship with God. 1 Peter 5 verse 7. It says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. Wow. Like we get to come to God and release something. And then receive something, right? Don't just like go to get, I need some peace. I need some peace. I'm going to go and no, no, no. Go and give and release it and then receive what you need, right? Release fear, receive peace. Release anxiety and receive rest. Release what's causing you that worry, that stress, Release what is causing you that, that, that knot of anxiety that is rising slowly in the day. Just release that thing and say, God, I receive your peace and I choose to rest right now. I mean, this is, this is, part, of, this is part of the way of abiding. We're, we're making our home with him. He's our home. He's our safe place. He's the safest place you can be. Our our place of rest and promise. He's close. We feel his presence, hear his voice. We realize he's big and he's awesome and he's mighty and yet he loves you. Whoa, this place of abiding. I, I kind of feel like I need a bit of a daily rhythm of release and receive, release and receive. Like let's 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 jump on that cycle for a while. Yep, here we go. Giving it over to you and receive. Ah, that's so much better, right? Number three. If you're writing notes, write this down. You probably heard this before too. We've said it a number of times over the years, and that that is that peace is a person. Ultimately, we go searching for this, this feeling of peace, don't we? we like, we're all a bit kind of worked up and you walk in the door and I need, I need some peace. I, I'm, I'm looking for this experience. I'm looking for this moment that I can go, oh, that's better. Oh, gee, that's so much better. But what we find is that when we come to Jesus, is not, we don't just find the delivery of the thing that I need, Right? I don't just come to Jesus and get the thing that I need. I come to Jesus and I end up with an encounter with the one who loves me and can give me everything that I need. It's it's, it's knowing Him that gives us peace. There's a transaction that happens, absolutely, but we turn to Him in relationship. I don't just turn to Jesus to get the thing I need. Jesus isn't like a vending machine, you know? You know, walk into a vending machine, you're like, uh, yep, yep, D22. Yeah, oh, tap and go. Yep, yep. Beep. Come on, come on. There we go. Oh, 
Jesus is not a vending machine. He's a person. He wants true connection with you and I. He wants a relationship. He wants you to come to Him. You, you don't plant a tree and then chop it down the next day because you didn't get any fruit from it, right? You don't get a year's worth of peace in a day or an hour's worth of abiding. You don't just go, I'm gonna bank up my peace right now. I'm gonna do the whole day and I'm gonna have enough for 2021. Here we go. Woo! No, it doesn't work like that because God is a God who loves relationship with you and I. He wants you to relate to Him every single day. And when there's a moment of anxiety or pressure or stress and we go, that's right, He's here. He's actually with me. In my stress, in my mess, in whatever it is that I'm walking through, He's invitation is open and it never ceases, it never stops. I turn to Him knowing that He holds everything that I need and I trust Him to deliver what He knows I need in the moment. We need to stay in God's presence for long enough for something to happen. (laughs) I tried to make my mantra this year. It's okay, I'm not in a hurry. It's okay, I'm not in a hurry. I tried to say it like a thousand times. It's all right, I'm not in a hurry. I'm slowing down. Slow living, slow parenting, slow relationship with God. It's okay, I'm not in a hurry. Because what we do is we really try and we really try and overtake the person in the slow lane. You know, and do you ever feel the pressure to glare at them while you're passing them? You know, so it's a bit like, some of you in this room do that some of you downstairs you're like that's so me well you apologize oh I'm sorry sorry I, I held you up sorry for slowing you down why you got super important things to do two minutes is going to make a difference to your day no 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 slow down slow down we need to slow down in life and slow down with God stop being in such a hurry Spend enough time with God that something takes place. But, but, but how long do I need? How long until I get the peace that I need? Until you're done. Until, it's, until it flows. Until you feel His presence, you hear His voice. That's how long. The other day, God led me back to Mark 111. Great verse. You know, and I, the moment I heard Mark 111, I'm like, well, I already know it. This is my son in whom I love. You know, in Him I'm well pleased, right? So God just wanted in that particular moment to remind me that my, my, my value is not based on my performance. It was just one little moment in one day, but it gave me the opportunity to go, yeah, that's exactly what I needed today. We need to change where we turn. Seek first kingdom of God and His righteousness. Seek first God and what He has for you. There's a lot of fake vines out there. Some of them are good for a break. Some of them are good to just kind of recoup and refresh and kind of recalibrate. But none of them is going to give you peace. Only Jesus. Only the true vine 
flows with true life. Matthew 11 says, Jesus said, come to me. If you're weary, if you're burdened, and he said, I will give you rest. Just where you are right now, let's just, um, let's just close our eyes. If you're watching this, you might be on a train or sitting on your, on your couch with your family. Just close your eyes for a moment. Just let the peace of God come and settle on you. Just turn to Him in your heart right now, in your mind. And choose to rest. Maybe there's something that you need to release to Him in this moment.